Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Overwatch League, once the most promising esports league to break into the mainstream, is now dead. For November 10th, 2023, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, The Escapist just lost its entire digital staff. Nintendo announces a live-action Zelda movie. Rockstar looks like it's finally going to formally announce Grand Theft Auto 6. And we'll check out the truncated week that was in video game news with the Friday replay. The current iteration of the Overwatch League met its official end yesterday morning, with Activision Blizzard issuing a statement to the publication GG Recon, saying, quote, We are transitioning from the Overwatch League and evolving competitive Overwatch in a new direction. It's reported that Activision Blizzard made this decision after several Overwatch League teams voted to leave the league, taking the $120 million payout to all teams, which amounts to $6 million each. Now, earlier this week, independent esports journalist Jacob Wolf released a report on the potential future of Overwatch esports. Wolf reported that Activision Blizzard is looking to partner with Saudi Arabian-owned ESL Faceit for the 2024 season. According to sources closest to the situation, talks with ESL Faceit started months prior to the team vote to dissolve the league. Sources cited that Activision Blizzard had doubts that teams would vote to stay in the current franchising model. Overall, it's a bittersweet end to the most expensive esports league in history. Back in 2017, the Overwatch League had so much potential to be the esport that propelled the industry forward. However, Activision Blizzard made the perfect storm of controversies, poor executive decisions, and lack of monetization that caused this grim inevitability. That being said, though, Overwatch esports seems to be continuing in some fashion at least. 
After decades of fake Zelda movie announcements, Nintendo is finally making a live-action movie based on The Legend of Zelda. Nintendo is co-financing the Zelda movie with Sony Pictures, as well as partnering with Arad Productions, the production company that co-produced every Spider-Man film since the 2000s to produce the film. Arad Productions also produced the Uncharted film adaptation and is currently working on the Infamous and Metal Gear Solid adaptations. Not much else is known about the Zelda movie, though Nintendo did reveal that Wes Ball, the director behind the Maze Runner trilogy and the upcoming Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, will be directing the Zelda movie. Now, while the Super Mario movie was widely successful, I'm wondering what spurred Nintendo to switch from animated movies to live action for Zelda, especially when Nintendo specifically avoided live action for the Super Mario movie due to the commercial failure of 1993's Super Mario Bros. This week has seen a huge shift in games media, with the publication The Escapist firing their editor-in-chief, Nick Calandera, on Monday. Calandera revealed his termination on Twitter, saying, quote, I was let go for not achieving goals that were never properly set out for us and a lack of understanding of our audience and the team that built that audience. Calandera clarified further that the parent company of The Escapist, Gamers, had given him the goal of making The Escapist profitable. However, management didn't have an actual plan for helping him achieve this goal. Despite achieving healthy growth numbers for The Escapist in both viewership and profitability, it wasn't enough for the executives at Gamers. Calendera's termination has backfired spectacularly on Gamers, though, because the entire digital team for The Escapist has quit. This includes Ben Yahtzee Croshaw, the man behind Zero Punctuation, and other content creators such as Amy Campbell, Parks Harmon, Darren Mooney, and Matt Laughlin have also cut ties with The Escapist in solidarity with Calendera. Now, in the wake of The Escapist mass exodus, all of those former staff have banded together to create Second Wind, an independent and employee-owned gaming publication. Second Wind will also be entirely audience-funded through a subscription model, with the mission of, quote, creating content that is informative, interesting, and fun. Second Wind's first bit of content will be Yahtzee's new video game review show called Fully Ramblematic. Overall, it'll be interesting to see how Second Wind evolves over the next couple of months. It's not often an entire content creation team leaves a company to follow an uncertain independent path. And I wish everyone at Second Wind the best of luck. To round out this week in gaming, Rockstar Games announced the announcement to a possible Grand Theft Auto 6 reveal trailer next month. It's a lot of qualifiers on that sentence. Rockstar said in their press release, quote, We are very excited to let you know that in early December, we will release the first trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto. Now, I guess Rockstar could pull an Activision Blizzard and announce like a mobile title instead of the next mainline installment of GTA, but it's pretty much assumed that Rockstar is talking about Grand Theft Auto 6 here. So hopefully, come the first part of December, we will finally get a launch window, or even better, an actual release date for Grand Theft Auto 6. But something tells me I'm setting my expectations too high. 
All right, it's Friday, and this is normally where we like to read a podcast review. If we had one to read, we don't have any new reviews, so go leave us a new review over on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon, and let us know what you think of the show. We'll read it here on Fridays and share it with everyone. All right, with it being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this admittedly shorter week in video game news with the Friday Replay. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Starting off with eSports news, 100 Thieves went through its third round of layoffs in 18 months. This time around, 100 Thieves has laid off around 20% of its workforce, affecting approximately 47 to 50 employees. However, 100 Thieves haven't officially confirmed how many are actually affected. 100 Thieves is also taking their game development studio independent immediately, meaning 100 Thieves Game Development Studio is now its own independent company. 100 Thieves Chief Operating Officer John Robinson also confirmed that they will be spinning off their energy drink brand Juvie as well. Robinson cites the economic landscape in esports changing over the last two years as the reason for these layoffs, stating that 100 Thieves' revenue didn't grow to keep pace with the growth of their workforce, which actually means that venture capitalists' investment have dried up, not to mention their sponsorship business model won't scale and isn't enough to keep the company afloat, not unlike FaZe Clan. Overall, with VC investments continuing to wane in the esports scene, it's not surprising we're seeing large endemic esports brands continue to bleed labor. The only esports organizations right now that aren't going through restructurings are the ones that are backed by Saudi blood money, like ESL Gaming and Faceit, who were bought by the Saudi Arabia Savvy Games Group back in 2022. Over the weekend, we saw the return of BlizzCon, with its first in-person event since 2020, and surprisingly, Blizzard is winning back some of its players, especially World of Warcraft players who got several announcements. For Retail WoW, Blizzard announced the next three expansions, The War Within, Midnight, and The Last Titan. All three will tell a collective story called the World Soul Saga, supposedly tying up loose ends from several other expansions to conclude include the World of Warcraft story so far. The first expansion in this set, The War Within, is slated to release in the middle of next year. Oh, and you should absolutely go check out the trailer, even if you're not a WoW fan, it's pretty impressive. 
For Classic WoW, Blizzard is re-releasing fresh Cataclysm servers at the start of 2024. But the most interesting World of Warcraft announcement is a new concept on the MMO formula called World of Warcraft Seasons of Discovery. Essentially, what Blizzard is doing is taking vanilla WoW and developing the cut content that they had back all the way in 2004, kind of exploring the what-if scenarios in the development of Vanilla WoW, implementing experimental class changes, raids, and alternate storylines. What's surprising is that Seasons of Discovery launches on November 30th, with planned injections of content every few months. While World of Warcraft did take up most of the presentation, Blizzard did show off some updates to their other games. Diablo 4 will be getting an expansion called The Vessel of Hatred in late 2024 and will continue the narrative with the primeval Mephisto as the main protagonist. The expansion is also adding a brand new class to Diablo 4 that's never been in the series before. Lastly, Overwatch 2 got its 39th and first Samoan character, Mauga, who is a tank that dual-wields machine guns. Overall, this year's BlizzCon seems to have resonated with a lot of disenfranchised Blizzard fans, because I'm starting to see real excitement around these games again. Hopefully it's not all copium and Blizzard delivers what they promised this weekend. Back at the end of September, BioWare quietly ended its contract with Keyword Studios, and subsequently, Keyword Studio laid off the 13 quality assurance testers that were working on Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Here's the thing, those 13 quality assurance testers were unionized under the United Food and Commercial Workers Canadian Union, and actually were the first union to form in the Canadian video game industry. Fast forward a couple of months later, those former staff have been given the legal green light to demonstrate against Electronic Arts, BioWare, and Keyword Studios for wrongful termination. Now, it might sound strange to picket your former employer. However, in Canada, in certain circumstances, a union can step in and negotiate reinstatement of employees or better severances. However, that also requires the company to come to the negotiating table and on Surprisingly, Keyword Studios hasn't done that, which only leaves two options. First, the former employees sue for wrongful termination, or second, picket your former employer and force them to the negotiating table. The UFCW and the 13 quality assurance testers have selected the latter option and began demonstrating yesterday, setting up a picket line in front of BioWare's Alberta offices. Overall, this is pretty significant because this is technically the first video game developer strike in gaming history. This also shows the power of banding together and fighting for your rights. 13 people unionized and scared three companies so badly that they worked together to illegally fire them. Just imagine what this industry could be if we had a majority of workers who were unionized. Epic Games vs. Google got off to an interesting start on Monday, and we got a little insight on how well the Epic Games Store has done in the last five years. Spoilers, not well. Epic Games Store boss Steve Allison admitted on the stand that the digital storefront has yet to turn a profit. 
which really isn't that surprising because Epic revealed in the Apple lawsuit that they lost $444 million in 2020 and $330 million in 2021, with the majority of that investment into the Epic Game Store going to secure limited exclusivity, as well as paying the developers to allow their games to be given out for free each week. Though, when this information was revealed last year, Epic Games shared projections that the digital storefront would turn a profit this year, betting that throwing hundreds of millions of dollars into a void would eventually steal market share from Valve's Steam. But that didn't happen. What happened is Epic has stagnated at 15% of the market share, a far cry from the 45-50% to market share that they projected for 2023. So, in turn, Epic laid off 800 people, citing that they were spending more money than they were taking in. I have to wonder where they were spending too much. Alright, well that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back next week for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and even Amazon.com. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Blue Sky at Lloyd FFXI. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.